Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vold, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. Uh, I got the heavy breather over there. Uh, you know what? I think it's... I think the it's Commissioner, Jude Seymour, and the I, Chief Inspector, Rebecca Lindsay. I think it's my, my son's um, dinosaur toy. It's like going off by itself. I gotta figure that out. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'll be right back. That's how it started in Poltergeist, right? I think so. I, that's some scary shit right there. But I was going to say, listen, I've welcome back to us. Uh, it's kind of a long, long stretch of time, but um, Philip Goff uh, has has kept your ears full of some of some good backstories from other Notre Dame beat writers. But I've had like two prevailing thoughts on my mind over the last couple of days. Number one, inflation is not real. You know why I know this? Because Arizona tea is still 99 cents. Inflation no, is not. just a myth. It's a myth. Yes, it is. They I got one right here. Price. Well, it hasn't affected, o- hasn't affected I, Ohio yet. I thought they had a special coin that was uh, – they were pegging it to uh, the 99 cents. No? Didn't they make it like I a – uh, I thought it was going up to 129. No way. Oof. No way. They're they're proud of the 99 cents. Uh, so I'm just like – inflation is – a a fucking myth because they're still they're still kicking and then number two is we got the images back for the james webb uh, telescope and we're down here on this planet talking about conference realignment rumors and scenarios that will never happen we are dumb we are a dumb species uh just dumb <laughs> 
absolutely dumb. If you look at the, these images for the Webb telescope, it is they're just absolutely stunning. And my favorite ones have been the ones where they show what the Hubble took and then what we have now. It's just it's incredible. And we're down here talking about fucking Conference Kansas Atlanta. State. Yeah, <laughs> like how is Kansas State to survive? I mean, who cares? Who cares? Uh, but okay, I, I guess you. I, I want a special word here. June 21st, Arizona Ice-T tweeted, this goes viral a lot. The can on the left is in U.S. dollars, 99 cents, and the can on the right is in Canadian dollars, $1.29. Hope this clears things up. Don't panic. Damn right. Inflation is a myth. <laughs> you just Brendan, you killed that argument. Brendan, Brendan, I hope you feel better about this. Brendan yeah, that, has that, been that. rendered speechless. Okay, cool. <laughs> Ninety-nine cents forever. Inflation is a myth. The hot, the the uh, Costco hot dog is a bigger one for me. Buck twenty, to, buck twenty-five oh, that, for that Costco hot dog. It's a hell of a deal. I do love I, the hot dog. So there's there's this little gas station. I guess they're all little, but there's a gas station here in, in, in Hicksville that's. Uh, also a deli and a, and, a, and a mini grocery store, like real groceries, not just like frozen bullshit. And uh, and I stopped there in the mornings and needed some eggs. But in there, the the cheapest eggs that they had, a dozen eggs was four seventy. Four seventy for eggs. And I've never like Ooh. really I've, but you know it's the odor that's in there in the morning. And I just I, I looked at Stan and I'm like. What the fuck are we doing? Four dollars and seventy cents for eggs. And he said that the normal eggs that he gets, the the chicken farmer around here, he just sold his chickens. And then well, he just looked at me. They looked back at me and said, "Inflation." But man, I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it. I have a four seventy for, uh, for egg egg shaped uh, egg shaped ice um, ice little. Uh, Molds and uh, pour some Arizona iced tea in those. You know, your eggs make have- sense. Scrambled Arizona iced tea. Yeah, why not? But you can make French toast out of air <laughs> with it instead of eggs, right? Listen, I, I imagine it'll be about as uh, nutritious and um, reliable <laughs> as uh, reading Pro Football Focus's college football preview magazine. Oh my god. Uh, <sighs> How how did we get how did we get here? How did, did we left we left listen, we were mesmerized by the nerds and their numbers. You guys know me. I'm not a math guy. I I don't yeah. like the nerdum. Uh, I don't like the nerdum that has enveloped athletics. And I say that like with a lot of like tongue in cheek and I, I I love you stats guys. But I I'm not big on all on all these advanced stats for college football. I'm just not. So you let them in, and then you bitch about the weirdness that they put out there. Because it's weird. Like, what the fuck is Spencer Rattler doing in a top four? Mm-hmm. How is Spencer Rattler rated higher than C.J. Stroud? I I don't know. I I think that um, Anthony Trash? Tr- Trash? Trash? <laughs> Like this is this is now year three that he is just putting out these preseason click farm 
nonsense. Uh, like he put, you know, the Spencer Rattler thing, Notre Dame projected to win 6.6 games next season. Last year it was 7.4. Can I, can I bet that somewhere? Cause I'd really like to bet that. Somewhere. I'd love to bet that too. No bookies, uh, no bookies. That's stupid. Uh, no, book, the bookies like, ah, where did you get that trash number? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my spreadsheet nerd. I know Mike Renner does a lot of things with PFF college and he's Notre Dame alum. So I think somebody needs to reach out to Mike uh, and say, man, what, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? Um, Cause it's not great. The coverage that PFF is putting out there. Like they forgot Michael Mayer exists. Uh, just, was it, was it, wasn't one of the founders of Bleacher Report, another name alum too. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm just like, I, I'm trying to figure out like the amount of trash Notre Dame alums have allowed to enter off the well, internet. I mean, have you ever heard of Matt Schlapp? I mean, it's, it's, well, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's sorry. That was my hanging fruit. I just went for it. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's fruit that uh, has been laying there and rotten for a long time yeah. <laughs> with Matt Schlapp. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think we were going to get, get there on this podcast, but no, I, what, I did not see uh, this going so political so quickly, but I, you know, yeah, <laughs> there was, I mean, there's, there's definitely like J dubs, uh, jokes out there, right? There's what? Oh, sure. J dubs. Oh, oh gosh. John, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Uh, I had, I've had previous runs in with, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a good place with John. I'm in a good place with John right now. I'm not rocking that boat. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he got back on uh, on the on the Twitter machine. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, good, good for him. Yeah, it's a, it's just, it's, we're officially. I mean, I'm glad that we're finally turning the corner on college realignment talk, and we're getting back into. No, I don't think we are for the season. What? I, I think we are. I think we are. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't like, think the whole the nation is. No, 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 no. The staff certainly isn't. Well, the, the athletic, athletic staff is still putting it out there. They're, they they got conference media days, and the only thing they want to talk about is conference realignment. Dan Patrick today, in his old ass, put some just strange things out into the out into the universe. Well, Dan Patrick, what did Dan Patrick say? Well, it, it I mean, wasn't like it was, never wrong. Yeah, so well, that's what it was. So he's what he was saying is his sources. He's like. He's like, I wanted to find out, so I just called up my source. Like this guy is like the the bringer of all knowledge, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Clemson, Florida State, and Miami to the SEC. And then he's, and then he kind of like did a, a sidestep show about it being it just going to be two conferences, NFC, basically just calling the NFC and AFC. And he's like, no, yeah. and then there, somebody, then his one of his lackeys, I don't watch the show. The, the Danettes, yeah, one of the Danettes. Yeah, they. They said, well, what about Notre Dame? He's like, well, you know, I think they're they're fine on their own. You know, they don't they don't have to do anything, blah, 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 which is correct. But then he goes into if I'm the Big Ten, I tell all my members, you can't you not don't. He said, can't you can't no. schedule Notre Dame because why would I want why would I want my Big Ten teams to play play a non Big Ten school? Why would I want them to play Notre Dame instead instead of, you know, another Big Ten school? And I no. can't think of a worse, a dumber thing. No athletic director for Big Ten is thinking that. No, so first of all, I didn't. Re- I didn't is this realize. This is a building I didn't realize, America. 
I was going to say, I didn't realize Fielding Yost had, had called, crawled out of his grave and gotten himself a radio show. Well, so congratulations on that. <laughs> Second of all, as I told Josh before we started hitting record here, that's fine. You go ahead and do that. If you would like to play Illinois or Minnesota instead of Notre Dame, you do you, man. There's, there's also, there's also, um, I mean, that's falling into antitrust uh, lawsuit territory as well <laughs> for blackballing an institution. I'm pretty sure that's against uh, that's against the law. Uh, if you were to to make that proclamation, maybe in 1919 you could do that behind you know cigar filled rooms. Well, but, I'll, I'll <laughs> say that in this day and age, Brendan, though the law is um, is very much up in the air. <laughs> so uh, not with something so like that, that. I uh, so that 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 could change. <laughs> but it's just do it's just like it's it's against economic law. <laughs> which is real, the real driver for anything. Do well, you not want to make money? Would, would get involved where it would be like, uh, yeah, that, that's not so, happening. I didn't listen to the, I didn't listen to Dan's, you know, five minute rant or whatever, but does FSU Miami joining a, a conference where Florida exists actually makes sense? Because I remember the whole argument with Texas A&M being, that they were pretty pissed off that the Texas was coming because they had built their own thing in the SEC, and then right, it's right. diluted. Well, I not to dive too deep into conference realignment stuff, but I think we're at another level now. We're we're past the the regional. We own this spot level. You know what I'm saying? Like, like brands. Yeah, like the Texas A&M being like the 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 Texas SEC team. I think we're past that now. Like we're way past that. And, and that's just Texas pettiness too. That's just Texas A&M being. Well, I mean, there's no, Florida competitiveness too it's, between between those three schools, Florida, Florida State, and Miami. And you can see Florida I mean, being like the Gators being like, "Fuck this shit." You know, we're the well, SEC, you know, school, yeah. not these other two hoes. Well, and that and that's the thing is that you know, if you're Texas A&M, you can say, "Look." You may be choosing between us and Texas, but look at the schedule you're going to face if you're and if you if you come to the SEC, right? You want to play right. against the biggest boys in, in the land, and that becomes a selling point for you. So I would think that Florida would be similarly pissed about the fact that Miami and Florida State would be coming in, but, and kind of diluting that for them. But as we saw, but as we saw, the SEC still pushed past all that to put Texas in the SEC. So, so they they could do the same thing with the Florida schools. You know, it's a, they'll just. This is what we want. This is where this is where it's going. I've, it's, whatever. I mean, and <laughs> I don't. If, I, if I don't want to get too read, deep in the weeds on this shit. But. but I mean, other than Dan Patrick citing his source being a writer for a tennis magazine, um, <laughs> with that with that hot drop. The other part of it too is is that according to the. Um, the rights that the ACC has to the. Um, the three schools in question, they don't have to allow the SEC to get the television rights to that team. They don't have to take the buyout. David Hale wrote a, a big, long t- tweet, uh, you know, thread that went into long detail thread. With and in the end, it basically was like the ACC doesn't have to release the television rights until 2035. They don't have to. They can take the money, sure. But the ACC could also just be like, fuck you, your games are on our network. So then these teams don't get rights. They, their games just, they don't get any of the money to it. The ACC just gets it. So it really, these teams it, could 
get frozen out. Their games could be frozen that, out. Well, it yeah. becomes like it becomes like a um, a coach's contract, right? At some point, the inflection point of buying buying him out becomes easier than than continuing on with the with the misery that is being being the coach, right? And so it may not happen this year. And I think that was the point that David Hale was making, which is like every year that passes, then the, we get closer to the, the 2035 cutoff. It gets a little bit easier to say, OK, there must be a number here that the ACC will take or, you know, it becomes a little bit easier. But it, it's right. the idea that something's going to happen in the next two months yeah. is is ludicrous. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I was about to say. Like now, having said that, <laughs> every time I say something like that, <laughs> something happens. The idea that the Brian Kelly is going to LSU is ludicrous. Um, yeah. Ninety seconds yeah. before it happened, he found his magic. He found his. He found his tooth fairy that that gave him the money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh shit. <clears throat> so yeah, we're. We are we are definitely trying to move past the conversation of conference realignment and Notre Dame's involvement because uh, if you've been if you are a follower of Brendan at Very Piety on Twitter and you, you should be, uh, you can tell what the, where the memes have been at for the last week and a half. Uh, it is basically uh, Viva la Notre Dame um, and what a you know I I told you guys I'm absolutely at this point I'm absolutely like indifferent. I, I've just come to the, to maybe they beat me down or maybe I just, I just don't care anymore. I don't care if Notre Dame's independent or not anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't really move the needle for me, it, but I do find it hilarious. If Notre Dame stays independent when everyone just keeps press, you know, pressing that they need either need to join or they're going to, or whatever. And Notre Dame just stays in their own lane uh, and still is, you know, able to do all the things they want to do. That is hilarious. That's, that's gold. That's absolute gold. So keep doing that. I'm fine with that too. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, just, I, find, I find it hard to have a hard, strong opinion about, about this when it's hundred percent out of on my control and I don't know what it will look like. So to be preemptively upset about anything is just, you got to sort of wait and see to see what, what it is, what the configuration is. I think the only thing that would really be tough would be the idea that Notre Dame go play in the, you know, the Ivy league and we're, we're in the, we have like a pro league or whatever, or a semi pro league. Yeah, that would be bad. I just like, I uh, I like to be independent because fuck them, dude. I like being the villain. I like being the the sort of punk rock rebel and I don't want to play by your dumb rules. And I like the fact that all of these other conferences are begging and pleading to get with Notre Dame. And I like the fact that Notre Dame is looking at these great trucks that conferences are driving around their house. And Notre Dame just sits up in their balcony, two middle fingers. Listen to to college football traditionalists, which, which are falling by the wayside by the day to college football traditionalists, the people that love college football for what it has been, for for what, which is just completely different than the NFL, it's a it's a whole other monster. It's a whole another lifestyle. Whether you're a Notre Dame fan or not, you honest to God should probably be sending Notre Dame a thank you card, because Notre Dame is the apps. They they are the linchpin. 
if Notre Dame decided tonight to join the Big Ten or, or whatever, decided to join a conference, whatever, then all of the shit that these athletic writers keep dreaming up every day will happen. Like they're not just dreaming them up out of nowhere. They're like these are absolute, these are real scenarios, but it absolutely needs Notre Dame to move because the Big Ten ain't doing shit without without ND right now. They're not not going to do shit. So until Notre Dame moves, we still at least get some semblance of the sport that you know I'm going to be 44 in a month. The last, you know, 38 years that I've that I've loved, we still have some semblance of that, despite the radical changes that have happened over over the last three decades. You know, once once all once that once that changes, once Notre Dame, if Notre Dame would join the Big Ten or, or if they if they would went to the ACC full time, then it's then it's all over. Then it's and then it really is just up in the college football is in the hands of ESPN and Fox, and that that is it. Yeah, it's a it's a real Katie bar the door moment, right? Which is like they are the the people are pounding that big the Big Ten is um, and the SEC are pounding outside the door, and Notre Dame is literally the only thing holding that that door from from being let open in a whole bunch of you know wild uh, realignment scenarios unfolding in real time quickly, right? Yeah, Notre Notre Dame is uh, is is America uh, prior to December 7th, 1941. You know, everybody wanted, everybody wanted America to get involved uh, with the squabbles in Europe. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, uh, you know, so are, are we going to get blindsided? We're going to get Pearl Harbor. No, 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 no. Well, the Notre Dame is Hodor. Right. Jack Schwarbrook is Hodor and he is holding the door for, for Brand Stark <laughs> to get out of there. And like their their one job is just hold, hold the door in order for you know college football civilization to continue to exist before the hordes of the White Walkers uh, descend upon them. Yeah, okay. I mean, I just think America should be fucking thanking Notre Dame, not bitching. Just just like twenty twenty, who saved the college football season? Yeah, it was Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, without without question. It was all going. It was all going to to fucking hell in a handbasket until Notre Dame finally decided, you know, what they were going to do about it, and that changed the course for, you know, for everybody really. And so we had a a, a somewhat of a season. I, I still don't understand how a how an eight how an eight game schedule can get you into the playoff. But did they even get eight? Did Ohio State even get eight games in? No, they played six Seven. games, man. It was, it was like six. six games, right? It was pathetic. Yeah. I don't know. It was the seventh game was, was the 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 conference title game that they should yeah. that they didn't qualify for, but they changed the rules the week before yeah, yeah, yeah. to allow them to qualify. Yeah. See, without without Notre Dame, it's just uh, people making up their own rules, and Notre Dame just says, well, "Fuck it, we're going to make up ours," uh, and then you're going to have to to go with it. Well, if Notre Dame they didn't have. join, yeah, the, the Big Ten would have played zero games, not eight games. Because they were ready. They were all set to punt. Them and the Pac-12 were set to punt on the season. And then it came down to Notre Dame saving college football. Yeah. So kudos, kudos to us, right? Fuck it. Kudos to us. 
So uh, I guess my only my only concern is that Jack Swarbrick has to retire at some point, and that his his uh, successor won't have it, it won't be as chill, right? Because I think that Jack's very much uh, always thinking three steps ahead, surveying the landscape, but then also keeping cards close to the vest and not letting. Do the, you think that's why he's still? Why? You think that's why he's still doing the job because he knows that there's nobody, there's nobody else that can come in and do the job that he's doing. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I I expected him and Kelly to be here until about 2025. So what was um, the what was the tweet that Kelly uh, liked on the Instagram or whatever about Jack leaving in in two years or whatever? Didn't 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 that happen? Didn't Kelly like some sort of tweet about Jack leaving? Oh, uh, Instagram. He, like an Instagram story or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I I know what you're talking about. And it just so happens that 2025 is the year Notre Dame's NBC contract is up. Right. As well as well as the college football playoff contract. And what really 2025 now has become over the last four or five days has been been the year that everyone's because of the because of the greater right situation with, with the ACC. 2025 really is the year everyone's really looking at like this is when things could change not in August of 2022. I mean it, it'll probably I mean we're still probably talking 2024 when you're when you're hearing the no- news but that's also in 2025 the year where Texas and Oklahoma will be allowed to join the SEC. When does right? the under armor deal if we're talking about yeah, categorically 2025. enormous. 2025, uh, the fucking Mayans. The Mayans rid it in stone. Yeah. It's a big year. Big year to yeah, be 2025 is the real is the real 20, 2012. They were just, you know, they, they didn't account for leap years, right? right? I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah, there's enough. Yeah, uh, I'm, enough not sure what, I'm not sure what the, what the factoid is, but uh, there, there are... There are people in the internet who believe that 2012 wasn't 2012. We're not living yeah. in the, we're not living in the year 2022. We're living in a different year. And if people on the internet believe something, I'm I am on board with them. 100. percent 100. percent Earth is flat. Sure is. Wait, that's people on the internet. You're on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would assume it would be people off. If every if everyone has to keep six feet apart, does somebody fall off the edge? Oh yeah, of course. Well, no, no, they just have, like the they get embedded wall. in the ice wall. The ice wall. <laughs> yeah, that, that fucking that massive ice wall they got there. That's that's true. It's, yeah, but I thought yeah yeah. That's where it's at. That takes care of it. <laughs> I had a fucking segue, but we ran over it like four times. Um, oh. For, oops. <laughs> so, no, no, it's it's my fault for not being smarter. Um, but I got some reviews, guys. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, we got we got a handful tonight. Uh, just a reminder, everybody, get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Any review that you leave, I will read word for word uh, on the next OFT podcast. That is very important for the for tonight's review readings. That I will read word for word what you wrote, Uh-oh. what you. Put down in the. I see, I see where this is going. This is if somebody this has is, a hot frozen pizza take. Or, or we're talking about a little OG, little old world action going on here. 
Yeah. So, <clears throat> so let's get to it. Let's just get right on into it. Uh, first one here from Jayco G. Five stars from Michigan. Maybe the guy's really CJ Carr. <laughs> uh, y'all are killing it. Got my number nine Zibikowski green jersey ready. It still fits. Can't wait for the Irish to become elite. Hashtag the Freeman Factor. Hashtag go Irish. So he brings up a good point here. <laughs> number one, we are five stars. Uh, and one of us is from Michigan and one of us likes to vacation in Michigan. But also, you know, I was kind of, you know, off for the last week or so, you know, and kind of kept things mild. Today, I decided to kind of you know, drop a few bombs to, to have some fun. The green jersey takes, you guys, are absolutely fucking atrocious that are out there. Absolutely atrocious. Uh, and I think, we'll, I think we have questions from, from Twitter tonight, we'll get, which we'll get to that involve that. But Jude and I were talking about before, before we started, uh, while we were waiting on Brendan to, to, to find a, a, a mobile device. I got one now. The, the love that people have for the, dark, for like the uniform that Notre Dame wore against USC in 2005 – where the fuck are where the fuck is the love for that? Like why? Why why is that so beloved? Notre Dame has worn that particular uniform like three times in a loss, a loss to USC that we need to stop fetishizing against Maryland and against Army, Army. twice. Yeah. I'm sorry, four games, four games. This is Army twice. Who fucking cares? The the throwback, the 77 throwbacks, the one that I throw out there all the time that should be the green jerseys for Notre Dame, that is a traditional look. That is that is tradition. Those pants are tradition. The the hunter green and and the gold and, and navy, that's that's fucking that's school board meeting shit from 1999. The, Josh, <laughs> like, Josh, can I tell I, you something? It just it, go ahead. In three years. In this 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 uh, 2025 that we keep discussing, that's going to mark the 20th anniversary of that green jersey. It becomes tradition, and it becomes traditional at 20 years, I would say. So, um, <laughs> uh, get yeah, the fuck out of here. That uh, jersey becomes as my, traditional as anything has, Lou Holtz has put up. Mine there. has nothing to do. With, <laughs> mine has nothing to do with tradition. It just has to do with what I prefer to look at, and I, I don't like the. I don't like the olive green stuff. I don't like the hunter green thing. I, I, um, it's very bland. I I tend to look, I tend to like the bright stuff and, um, you know, we can, I think we can have a good debate about what color the number should be on a, on a bright green Jersey. But, um, I just, I look back at at those, uh, you know, circa 2005 jerseys. And I just think that's not really that, that's not really that fun to look at. So, no, it's give not. Me a, give me an Autry Denson Gator Bowl green. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a Pat give me a Pat Dillingham against BC green jersey any day. Yeah. <laughs> With the white the white lights. I mean their numbers. I mean I I put the I put a I put the a quote tweet out there and it was just like because people are just loving this thing. And it's it is a it's a fucking marketing ploy. These were when those colors, the the hunter green and navy blues and the golds. This is what sold and fucking American Eagle and Abercrombie and and this is what fucking people wore to school board meetings and shit. It's just 
Adidas put it out there. What looks good on a football uniform? The I just brighter, picture somebody showing up to their school board meeting in a Zibby number nine. <laughs> Dude, with a, with a tie. To board, show up to a school board meeting in a Zibby number nine. I don't think they're inherently awful. Um, I just don't like the, the, the fact they didn't have the interlocking ND on the side. And I prefer the brighter colors as well. Um, I like the I 2018 also, Florida jerseys. Maybe change the the blue numbers. That's I, I think that's be, basically yeah. It. You know yeah. And I've thought about this a while when um, it was in our DMs, and I don't know if we ever made it public. I think we've talked about it on the pod, but they did do a mock up of the rush for gold in blue, which was the uniform they wore against Alabama in, or Clemson in 2018. Nice. Yeah, where, nice. Where. Where it had the gold, uh, the gold trim around the numbers. Remember that? Where they they had that there, and then they did one for the blues as well. If you put those numbers with the the actual gold and the number on a on a green, sign me up. I think this whole conversation could be ended if Notre Dame just finally decided that. And I, maybe we said it on this last pod because I, I swear to God, I just I just said this to somebody or whatever, but. It, the away uniforms just change every bit of the blue that you have in the away uniforms to the, to the Kelly green and we're good to go. We're fine. I don't disagree with you that. Ever, we didn't you talk ever about have, that on the pod, but I don't think you, yeah, you don't ever have to have anyone have a, a home green Jersey again. That's the awake. That's the away color. That's, that's what sticks out in the stands when you're in fucking Heinz field or whatever the fuck it's called. Now that's what sticks out in the stands. That's, that's the color when I was at Michigan in 2005 watching fucking Charlie Weiss, Brady Quinn, and Darius Walker run that fucking shit in Ann Arbor. The green shirt was what I saw in the crowd. They didn't wear the piss yellow that was the shirt. The kids that came from Notre Dame all wore green. That's who you knew was out Notre Dame fans in that stadium. That's what stood out. Just just make it, make it the away color and we're good to go. I, I, I usually when people put out like concepts, I, I look at all of them. I mean, I like very few of them, but I, I usually do look at all of them because I oh, like yeah. where people, people think in terms of like, just, you know, and, and I, and I'm, I'm a guy who definitely wants to see them wear black at some point and do like a black shirts thing. Um, whether it's Las Vegas or wherever, but I, I, I think it would be, I, I think, think it'd be fun as a, Vegas. as a one-off, you know, we should be finding out about that here pretty soon. August. I because what yeah, I did was I, I went back and I looked at all the like when is um you know what is it uh Swatchmas? Yeah. And I think I uh Twitter searched for Swatchmas and they always do the drop in August. Early early August teams. Like this time next month we'll get Swatchmas for uh the the Shamrock series. My th- my three favorite Marcus Freeman uh collection hoodies that you still can't <laughs> buy. Yeah, are the are the green and are the green and yellow from the that matches the seventy seven. Yeah, it's the bl- it's the black. That's just like whoa, where did that fucking come from? And it was the it was the white hoodie with the gold Irish. Everything about everything about those was clean and just fucking. So you're nice saying looking. one of them was the not, towel and the other. Two and I'm not a big I'm not a I'm not a big wear black jersey guy for Notre Dame. Like I I would. I would rather them not ever wear black. 
Like that's that's not a thing except for the shoes. <laughs> but other than that, I just I just, I've got, I don't if they do, I'm not going to hate it. Exactly. I mean, plenty of people want it out there. That's fine. I'm not a hater on it. But it just it's not not something I'm looking for. Maybe we just Whatever. go we go we go the whole deal. We just do black and camo at the same time. Oh, blamo. Now now. <laughs> Well, we go we go black and neon green camo. And, oh my god, yeah. And, the and now, the and now the you have me. The, the names on the back. Now you have me. I think, right. well, they should go black and red so the Notre Dame fans can wear red to uh, Alliance State or whatever the Vegas stadium's called. So then when Notre Dame goes to another stadium, they can be the team wearing red instead of other teams coming to Notre Dame Stadium wearing red. What do you think? I am mean, I, I am literally wearing a Nebraska. I'm wearing a Nebraska shirt from home field right now. When's it? When's so. Texas A&M? When's Texas A&M coming to town for Notre Dame? Is it 2024? They ought to make the shirt red that season. So we yeah, don't right. know if they're Texas A&M fans showing up. Yeah, we're just supporting the Red Army. Is all you know. Yeah. Ah shit! All right, moving on to the next uh, next review. I, I, I guarantee you there'll be more Jersey talk. Uh, coming up here, it's almost like it's May uh, and not July. Uh, this one, RIP Fun, five stars here from Bear Down Eli. I have to give Kyle Hamilton, I have to give a Kyle Hamilton earned five star, but I'm frankly too sad about the state of college football to do it enthusiastically. I miss when college football was fun. You know what's fun? Kansas State beating Oklahoma like every year for the last five years. You know what's fun? <laughs> <clears throat> A playoff-bound Oregon losing to Arizona State in the second to last week of the season. You know what's fun? Chris Davis running like the wind just to destroy Nick Saban in the Tide. You know what's fun? 2007. The whole thing. Super conferences are going to take away all of my fun. You know what's less fun? Ohio State beating UCLA by 25 points in in the 730 time slot. You know what's less fun? The Rose Bowl being like Washington versus USC. Count me in as confused and sad. Bring back fun. Bear down, Eli. Amen. Preach. Preach on, brother. Put so, that put that I, review I, on a placard. Yeah. I, I think I think one of the burn reasons that, that placard and put it in there and bury it. Put it on a shirt. I, I think one of the reasons I enjoy the 2007 season so much is that Notre Dame sucked, and I almost can just like, you know, just don't even have to worry about them. I think. I, it, I have a theory that there is more painful to be a West Virginia fan in 2007 than it was to be a Notre Dame oh, fan. Oh God! Yeah, absolutely. Oh fuck yeah, it is. I mean, Listen, someone today was like, was like, why would you, why would you, because like, you know, the pictures of Zibby in the in the in the 77 throwbacks was in 07. And they're like, why would you? Why, I, I'm not gonna. Why would you put anything out in 07 season? I'm like, are you kidding me? First of all, if you can't take the pain, then don't be a fan. And the pain should be what you remember the most because that's what you don't want to be. And right. you should be appreciative of where you are from there. But as a college football fan, there without question, there isn't even a fucking rival. I don't give me another year. Fuck you. You're wrong. 2007 was the greatest college football season in history because it was wild as fuck all over the country, all over the country to lose to five and seven Pittsburgh when you're hosting them in the last week of the season. Oh my God. 13, that on crutches 13, nine. You are West Virginia. You have, you Pittsburgh have a God backup quarterback. You, 
you have Pat White. Like, what are you doing? Steve Slayton, Pat Steve White. Slayton. Steve Slayton, Pat God. White. Oh. Uh, I would be rolling. so you pissed. Are, you, you are one game away from a shitty rival that you have in your own house from playing for the national championship for the first time since 1988. 10 to six. You just, that game, you made your hair, you made your yourself. Kentucky LSU. You remember that one too? OT thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Andre yeah. Woodson. Listen, just quietly, the, quietly Kentucky Boston LSU. College. No, well, I was to say Kentucky LSU as a series has a wild history as it is. Like that's, that's a, that is a low key, great, uh, I can't say rival. They're not rivals, but it's, that's a low key, great series uh, that, that has a lot of, a lot of fun moments. Wildness. Yeah. Yeah. Wild, like truly things. wild shit. BC getting up to What's number that? two and then inexplicably losing to Florida state at home. Oh, didn't South, South Florida, Florida got up to number, to number two. two? They get South Florida was at number two. Yeah. Number two was that was that was the year like while. once you got to number two you, you were fucked yeah yeah yep yeah you lost yeah. it was and it, we came for, the season went off the rails from week one with Appy State right oh yeah and, and yeah Appy State and Notre Dame getting fucking absolutely depanced at home by Georgia Tech after you after like spending all of your your fall camp on a spread option offense only to abandon it after <laughs> four series five minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> should have started Clawson from day one what the fuck Weiss? bone spurs <laughs> that was uh, the excuse right yeah two thousand god two thousand and seven was absolutely it was great it, I mean it, it truly look. We can hate it all we want because of what happened with Notre Dame, but it's also like it is also the it is the season where you can go. It could be an eight and five season in Notre Dame, and at least you weren't. It wasn't that two thousand and seven season. At least it was. I mean, I know it's kind of like low hanging fruit, or just kind of like kind of you know kind of a weak way to look at it. But it's still you know like two thousand sixteen sucked, but it still wasn't two thousand seven level suck. Yeah, it's always it'll always close. be there. No, 2016 might have hurt worse because it it always felt like you were just right there to get over the hump to at least be mediocre. I remember watching. <laughs> I watched game. Oh. We were fucked from the start. Right, I remember watching games in 2007, being like, "What am I doing to myself every week? Like this is like." But you were also accepting of your fate as opposed to like 2014, where like after they lost it to Florida State, you're just like, all right, this is still fine. This is still fine. And then they beat Navy and Joe Schmidt got his leg broken. They're like, and you're like, yeah, we're still doing this. And then just every week successfully is like, what is a new way to hurt me? Right. How do I yeah. hurt myself? That was the first football was the first football season I, I started covering as a blogger. As a, it's a full season. I started in December of 06. Excited for the 07 season. Jesus. It's I like, would like to I went point out. out Josh, I would like to point out that your first season in these touchstone moments of your yes, name football coverage. Our bad career, years. Our bad years. <laughs> yeah, the, your first year at OFD was uh, 16, right? 
Yeah, so if you would like for Notre Dame not to have another 07 or 2016 season, please email Vox Media and demand that I be <laughs> I become a full-time employee rather than a contractor. <laughs> because of the, I'm telling if I move people, we're fucked. We're fucked. At least for one year. At least for, at least for one year. We did go on a, a, a nice run uh, from 17 to we're all, we're still on that run. You want to stay on that run? Uh, yeah, college football is great, man. As college football, we, we don't need NFL light. We don't. And I mean, I'm sure it's. Yes, Andy Staples, I know we're all going there, but doesn't mean I have to be fucking be happy about it. Doesn't mean I have to be hand my fucking balls over to ESPN and, and the athletic just because it makes fucking life easier for you and your and the weirdness. I refuse that. I'll be a martyr for true college football. Yeah, you only need uh, one miracle to be sainted if you're a martyr. Yeah, that's it. Just one. You don't need the three. Yeah. And I'm Catholic now, so let's get it on. Uh, <laughs> next one here from Dallas Dix- District 5. Is that, is that the tough district in, in Dallas? High, high school football? I, I I don't know the districts down there too well. It, it sounds like it's Ohio. What? But anyways, uh, five stars talking Irish with your boys, old, reliable, which I mean, we're old and reliable now, huh? <laughs> old, reliable with sharp points of view and most current Irish news. Bravo boys. Well, thank you. It, how long have we been doing, dude? How long have, when, when did we bring the, the post Schweiger brother podcast about the 18? Well, I would, I would, yeah, I will tell you that the first podcast i did with brendan you weren't on it was before the 2019 michigan game so we had probably oh, been doing we probably had been doing it with brad for about a year by that point right yeah and i mean i have known I, josh was post michigan <laughs> <laughs> well i i had known brendan on twitter for for quite a long time i can't even remember what how that started you had you had tweeted something out, and I was like, "Yeah, you ever think of a career in, in blogging?" And you're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Fuck it, let's do it." And then, and then we had we needed a we needed a third. Well, it was it was funny because uh, I was, was uh, you and I, I don't know if we had lost Brad by that point, but you couldn't do it that night, and so I reached out to the staff, and Brendan responded almost immediately on the Slack channel and said he would do it. And I was like, "Oh, this is actually perfect." Kid from Ann Arbor talking about Michigan, like, and then it worked really well. And the rest, as they yeah, say, too, is history. Hmm? Yeah, I was. It was too good, too good to not go back, not keep going back to that well. That's right. Well, thank you, there, uh, sir. I'm glad we're we are reliable. We will we will podcast. <laughs> somebody asked for somebody asked for an update on the Schweiger brothers the other day. I saw that. Do you have a Do you have a West update to share? No it it has been a hot minute. Um, he, he texted me out of the blue. I can't remember how long ago it was. And, uh, but it, it was about Notre Dame, which was actually strange. Uh, cause we, we actually probably talk more about non Notre Dame stuff more <laughs> than anything else. Uh, uh, it, it, and, uh yeah, what, uh, I mean, just, or, or I, I honestly, I think it ha- 
he said something. I can't remember what it was about, but I changed the subject because I was so happy about uh, – because uh, he worked for Loves that the Loves by the uh, the turnpike exit that I get onto to go to South Bend has an Arby's. And I was just so ex- – just <laughs> so over the moon happy uh, that that was there for me um, before, you know, for me to get a Euro if we got on the turnpike. So <laughs> – uh, but no, I'll, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll try to touch base with Wes here soon. Maybe I'll have a real update for everybody, um, uh, coming up. So, uh, I have not, you know what? No, I did go to cousin JJ's, uh, to a restaurant about four or five months ago and not to talk shit about a local establishment, but banditos of Fort Wayne is just absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> There, I said it. I said it. It's just bad. It's just it's not good. Well, there goes all of our sponsorship opportunities. <laughs> yep, Bandito's out the fucking window. It was, it was just bad. It, and the, the last two times I've been to Bandito's was bad. It's just bad. Um, okay. This one from, okay. Tim3773. I can't, you can't, you guys can't leave these long titles. So they don't show up on, on the iPhone app. Uh, it says home peel, home field apparel show with, uh, S I dot, 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 five stars. I love beating off better known as the beat on Notre Dame beat episodes, but I really just wanted Josh to say, I love beating off. (laughs) Speaking of beating off this episode of beating off was inspired by the sexy t-shirts you can find at Homefield Apparel. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code one foot, two foot, gold foot, blue foot to save 100% on your order. Tim Foot. I don't think you can save 100%, that. but I, I think you can probably save 15%. Um, Thank you for that uh, yeah, review you, there, Tim Flynn. On your car insurance for switching to Geico. And yes, if you do get on over to homefieldapparel.com, Use that code one foot. You can save 15% off your first order right now. They're smack dab in the middle of big news Saturday. I took a fucking hard pass and I, I was going to tweet out my email for the pass for Kansas state this week. Cause fuck Kansas state and that 2012 bullshit. They will forever be a villain. I will never wear, wear them. And in fact, yesterday I wore my Kansas shirt, uh, in protest. Um, but and that's a purple one, and you're you're craving those purple. What is, what is I, Colin Klein up to these days? Selling insurance for farmers. I think, I think he's got to be a coach, right? Don't you think? Oh my God, he's yeah. the offensive coordinator of Kansas State. Oh yeah, Jesus he, Christ! They don't see. They don't even get rid of. They can only exist in Manhattan. It's like it's like they're. They, they can only be there. Uh, but home, but homefieldapparel.com uh, has really been dude. The, this this season I have really enjoyed. I keep thinking that I was gonna get a stop sooner than that. Like, and look, we were we just went on a week's uh, vacation with my wife's family. We, we rented we rented a house. Everybody there. On day three, the whispers started, and it turned into full on comments and commentary about my t-shirts because my wife, you know, was wearing hers. So I, I'm wearing like two different homefield shirts on vacation. You know. Out, out and about to the beach, to the boat, 
And then, you know, after I shower and, and just lay around the house, so it's two different shirts. My wife's got hers that she, that she'll wear to bed because she steals them all the time, which is why I need more, more purple because she's always still in the purple ones. My TCU shirt, I haven't even worn yet. Uh, but they're hot. They're, they look great. I've got this Nebraska one looks dope as hell. Uh, got that on right now. So, look, they're, they're soft. They're comfortable. They're cool looking. Uh, and I'm just waiting patiently for Notre Dame's uh, relaunch for just a, just, just, just four more. Just, just use the, just use the ideas I gave you home field. Just use them. And I won't make fun of people using the take my money memes. I won't <laughs> just use the fucking ideas. I'm never going to, I'm never going to financially recover from the Notre Dame refresh. Yeah. 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 yeah just because that could be true with these shirts that I, the, the ideas that we sent, these could be, that could be true. So anyways, uh, home field apparel, home field apparel.com. Uh, yeah, you can still jump on big new Saturday. It's tw- uh, right now you 20 bucks, uh, a shirt, $5 shipping. Uh, they'll let you know what it is on a Friday. I've been getting them now. I think on like a Wednesday shipping speed up just a little bit, not as good as it was, uh, last, last time around getting it on a Tuesday, but, uh, still good. And they're, they're gorgeous. They're good. They're good to go. So I imagine there's still, but an Oregon state that's out there. I mean, who's going to turn out a beaver shirt? Nobody. No. Anyways, I took a part pass of the Kansas state shirt guys. So I, I've had, I've used what three passes in the last two big new Saturdays. Uh, Miami. Yeah. Who was the other one? USC. Yeah. And USC, now, yeah. now Kansas state, Kansas state is a fucking, is a full on villain for me. I will never forgive them for 2012 ever. Ever, it's not even it's not even Baylor's fault. Fucking Kansas State's fault. You're shitting the bed. Yeah. Fucking ugh. overrated piece of crap. All right. So those reviews again. Thank you so much, you guys. Want to be a part of the show? Get on over there. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Like you just witnessed, I will read every review uh, word for word. It's not, it's not just a statement. It is a mantra. I'm just surprised by the way that Kansas state's uh, home field apparel shirt didn't include like half a dozen junior colleges as their (laughs) t-shirt. Seeing as how that's where all the players come from. (laughs) Like uh, what's a good one? Like Pittsburgh. That's a, that's a junior college that's uh, funneled into Kansas State quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did Mississippi Gulf Coast, is that a big one for them? Oh, yeah. Mississippi Gulf Coast is a huge one for them. Yeah. That's a feeder okay. school for old K-State and uh, Bill Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> they signed like 12, 12 kids in their recruiting class and then 20 JUCOs. Every t- every time, every time, every time, every time. Oh shit! All right, where 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 do we want to go to next? Do we, do we just want to pop right on over to the uh, to the Twitter questions? Yeah, I'd say we I, we uh, we get into it. Uh, I uh, I just had a quick aside, which was I read uh, Pat Sullivan's uh, story about predicting the team's statistical leaders for the 2022 season on the OFD website. And uh, I thought there was a lot of great um, categories there. But the one that I, I thought he should have done was like rookie of the year or outstanding freshman. 
and I didn't see one for that. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if maybe we could add quickly a outstanding freshman pick for um, which may, it's more interesting now that Jadarian Price is out for the year, right? Man, well, no, this this is easy. I right? mean, it's well, does it naturally right? just go to Tobias Merriweather? I was gonna say it, that is Tobias <laughs> Merriweather, right? Yeah, like it feels like I mean, that's just I like so. the, I am so hyped about this kid. I'm just very, very excited. And and I think there's a pl- there's plenty of opportunity here. And, and to take nothing away from how excited I am about Lorenzo Styles uh, and Deion Colsey, but I am just I have sold all my Braden. We don't Lenzi's. shit on Deion Colsey on this podcast. I, I have sold all of my Braden Lindsay stock at a loss, and I'm just I'm using it as a tax write off. <laughs> and I am and I am re- reinvesting what little I have left in Tobias Merriweather and to the moon, baby. Let's do it. Are you proclaiming Braden Lindsay as your Dogecoin? <laughs> oh, oh my god snap. i don't even want to talk about how bad i how bad i'm leaking uh money on the dogecoin yeah Oof. that was bad elon <sighs> musk i bought into the hype that was i was that was brayden lindsey no i i mean i love i i still always have a special place in my heart for brayden um the you know i the injuries being what they were is is, is completely sad but i am ready for the i am ready for I'm ready for Tobias Merriweather. I'm here for that. And uh, I think you all are too. I don't think I'm alone in this. I, I honestly think that, we, you know, what's great is we live in the, we live in a bubble, right? Guys, like like our internet bubble isn't the, of Notre Dame fans is not the like Notre Dame fans out there. Like we're like what? 2% of it. And I just I think, think we are 90 percent yeah, <laughs> we are Warren Buffett. The the other ninety nine percent out there, I don't think they have any fucking idea what they're getting, right? Like they're gonna read the preview magazines next month, and they're gonna see that there's a there's this wide receiver coming in. They're gonna be like, okay. Uh, that's I I I'm with Jude. I'm with Jude on that one. Like I think Merriweather is I think is actually the the smart pick in this case. Like saying like, hey, you know freshman of the year, rookie of the year, whatever. Uh, but I also think that this, he has a chance to be really fucking good. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of back chatter about, about how good he looks athletically. And I'll just leave it at that. So he's only got 10, he's only got 10 fewer collegiate catches than uh, PFF hyped in AJ Henning. <laughs> wide receiver for Michigan. So uh, so by week by week four by week four he could pass that. He's he's good. He's good to go. I think by week <laughs> look by week I two. I I I am consistent in my overhype of of wide receivers. I just one of these is going to pan out and make me look awesome. So I might as well go. You just all gotta, in. Here's the thing though. And, I like I, I like that, that I like that move, dude. Yeah. Just, just got to wait. If if a wide receiver was coached by Dale Alexander, you just gotta wait, man. Wait till they're in their fifth year. And then they'll blow up. It happens every time. No, right? no, so, it's Chancy time. So man. Chancy makes the, it happen. The the um, the nomenclature we use though in this is actually interesting though, right? Because we we're, we said freshman of the year slash like rookie of the year. Like yeah, that's true. Isn't Brandon Joseph like a Notre Dame rookie? 
sure is. <laughs> and that would be, <laughs> yeah. If you can get, if you can get the market to give you a line on that, then God bless. You know, well, yeah. listen, you know who, you know, you know where it counts is in Notre Dame's postseason awards. Brandon Joseph is, is, is already a candidate. You know how they, right? Because he's new to the team. Newcomer right. of the year. Newcomer yeah. of the year. Newcomer of the year. Most improved. Yeah, I mean, he's a PFF likes him a lot, and they they sure like putting that uh, picture of him in a Northwestern jersey out there. They sure but do. People don't, people don't really know. It's a shame he didn't play in the spring game, idea. and there's no pictures of him in the Notre Dame yeah, jersey. Yeah, too bad. Shame. Real there's, shame. There's one. There's there's one very good looking picture of Brandon Joseph, who I feel like I think we should make it our duty to hype the fuck out of him because I think he's. He's going to, I think we'll talk about Ohio state here in a bit, but I think Brandon Joseph is going to be the difference for us in Columbus. Like he's the one, he's going to be the reason why we can keep it close and win this thing. You know what I mean? Like in the past, I, I think a lot about Brandon Joseph, like not like laying down to bed. I mean, that's maybe obviously that's obviously, that's obviously reserved for Tom Zivikowski, but I think a lot about him. No. Yeah. Is there, okay. Outside, outside of the newcomer status, but just like pure freshman coming in, is there anybody else besides Tobias Merriweather that you would, you'd want to put up Jude? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I still, I bought all stock in Tobias Merriweather. I have no other stock to buy. You're out of cash. I, I got to go back to my wife to get, get permission to buy more. And I just, it's too late at night to do that. So I think I'll stick with what I Brennan, got. Brennan, do you got any other freshmen that you were just like, you're ready to, 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 to lay down some coin? Um, you know, it's tough because he's, he's blocked by maybe the goat of, the position going into the season, but man, Eli Raritan seems like if I can get a value on some Eli Raritan, uh, I feel like, I feel like that's a pretty safe one, right? I think it's yeah. a, it's a value pick. Cause he, he's the guy that we keep. I mean, Priester and I both are like, you got wide receiver issues. Use this guy. <laughs> Eli Raritan can, yeah. can go play some wide out for you. He he ball. Um, and it looks like, I mean, his, his video show that is, uh, that needs looking pretty good. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a name out there. That's going to be probably pretty, pretty fucking who is it Jaden Mickey. No, but that's second. That's second. I'll give you, I'll give you one more guess. One more guess. Uh, I mean, do we get something obvious like Jalen Sneed? I mean, I would say that like, or Jane you know, Bellamy, it's too early for him to go in on Donovan Heinish, but give him a year. Yeah. Uh, give me a year on Heinish. Give him a year on Heinish. Uh, Jabrian Payne. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, damn it. I hashtag Ohio. Hashtag Ohio, Ohio forever. forever. The running back room now is, is smaller with the injury of Jadarian price. Yeah. Decimated is too strong, and word, but and hobbled and Logan and Logan Diggs, Jabran Payne's going to get reps in fall camp. He's going to get full on reps along with Audrey Estime and Chris Tyree. He's going to get reps. That's a third back right now. 
and third backs get in as long as you don't play for a Charlie Weiss team. So look out for pain. Be prepared to feel the pain. Max Payne? Maybe. I love Max Payne. Brandy gets me. I get you. Oh, I speaking of which, I made an El Scorcho <laughs> reference. Where were you the other night, Brendan? What? Where, 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 where did you do this? <laughs> did you Did you get it, Josh? Did you see that? No, no, I did not. Okay. I hope. Well, let's see. How do How do I do this without blowing I up a friend? I, I I was. We were talking about uh, women that we were attracted to, and uh, I said. Those half Japanese girls get me every time, and yeah. no, no one said a thing. <laughs> no one said a thing. And Brennan was part of the conversation at that point. I, I really was just making I was, jokes. I was, uh, I think I was watching the season finale of The Boys, so I was, I might have been checked out during that part. It's all good. But, uh, it's all good. I do still love that song. I know, like shred it's that, shred the cello, uh, cello baby. Somebody said to me the other day, they're like, oh, I would go see Weezer. And I was like, I would have seen Weezer in like 1996. I don't think I would see Weezer now. They're still putting oh, still out bangers, see- man. No, yeah, I'd I, still see them now. Have you listened to any of that, those season things? I hate those things. I like the first one. The first uh, spring season was good. The summer season was not great. Well, yeah. Uh, but last year, that um, OK Human was a pretty good album. That what, was pretty what's, good. OK. What, what's the best Weezer album? Uh, blue or Pinkerton? Blue, I think, yeah. I, it's I don't know. Everyone says Pinkerton, but I don't. I don't know. I think Blue I is probably. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say Pinkerton. I think Blue is the easy choice. Yeah, Blue. Is but the I easy also. Choice. But Green deserves a really. Look, that is what thirty-two minutes long in length, the entire album. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a very short album, but it, it just makes it in itself like every song on that album is good. There's I don't. A couple oh, of great ones. you like Here's every like song? On the I, don't, I don't like huh? Island Sun. You don't, don't like half, Island? Don't, you like Island in the Sun? I don't like Hash. Yeah, it's a song I don't like. Hash Pipe. It's a song yeah. I don't like. It's but I like the, Island. You guys, you guys just both said the song. two most played radio songs from there. Which, I, yeah, hundred percent. For most for most people that that are into a band, the radio played songs aren't their favorites, anyways. But they're still good songs. Like I can listen to it and not be angry about listening to it. It's not like listening to Enter Sandman, where I would like fucking throw a rock at the radio. But the album's only you know, it's a short album. It's it's like a if you need to to go a, a a car ride somewhere, it's just that you can listen to that whole album. It's a good start to finish album and short. It's good. I uh, I actually really enjoyed their 2014 effort. Everything will be all right in the end. I mean, I like the last couple of ones. I think like I only thought, in dreams might be longer. Might actually be longer in length than the entire great album. <laughs> I thought all my favorite songs, and they did a collab with uh, AJR with all my favorite songs. I love that. I, like I, I am pissed. I, there was a Weezer I, show with Weezer. I do not Weezer love all my favorite and, uh, songs. At Tenacious D that I missed uh, down down in the Newport in, in Columbus. Oh, that would. But I'm still mad about to this day that I didn't go see. I would I would have loved to have seen that show. I want to say, fucking 
No, that wasn't Rancid. That wasn't that was a different show. At any point, I can't talk about concerts because I keep telling my wife no to, to concerts and act like I don't go to them. So I don't have to go to the shitty ones that she wants to go to. <laughs> she wanted to go to that. Well, what the hell? The, uh, with Motley Crue and, and Poison and all that. Have oh, you yeah. seen Vince Neil on stage? Oof. Yeah. It is atro- atrocious. Absolutely just disgusting. So anyways, uh, she really wanted to go to that. And I said, absolutely not. And it was on my birthday. So <laughs> easy Trump card. Uh, all right, let's get to, let's get to these questions here, uh, which, so the, this first one here from Austin Bradley at, Ch- at chosen axiom on Twitter. It's a two parter. The second part was so good simple but so good that we are actually going to to dedicate a, a segment to it on the next podcast because we got to think about this but the first part of the question is if you could swap any two starting players from different Notre Dame teams what combo would you go for to give one give one team a national title so let's answer that one you could swap any two starting players from different ND teams which combo would you go for to give a team one of those teams a national title Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I mean, I feel like... 2017 is like a is a year if we keep you know we I was gonna say 15. said it before if Deshaun Kaiser, if Deshaun Kaiser was quarterback like give me like send Jimmy Clausen and Golden Tate to 2017 and and send them fucking uh uh Cam Williams and the the fucking <laughs> Michigan wide receiver. The two wide receiver transfers we have. Right Fre- Fre- Freddie Canteen and Cam. Freddie Canteen, thank you. I couldn't think of the name. No. I, but he, the problem with that is it's like you still have to play Alabama, and there's too many other deficiencies on that team for me to feel comfortable mm-hmm. about giving Notre Dame. I mean, they were more than two players away from beating Alabama that year. I think the safest pick is to take players from a team and put them on the 05 squad. Because you had SC who went to the title game on the ropes. But you're not beating Vince Young. Maybe Justin Tuck. Maybe. Fuck Vince Young. Maybe. I mean, USC USC didn't have a Justin Tuck. USC didn't have a Justin Tuck in the team. And I think that you're going to beat him if you were to take something like you could, you could, I mean, if you were to put Kyle Hamilton on that team, 
I think Kyle Hamilton so, can spy Vince Young. So can we right? just literally take Justin Tuck and and just whatever who it doesn't even matter from 04 and put him on 05, <laughs> the year Justin Tuck was supposed to play. I mean, you don't think that we don't think we can make the 2015 team good enough to beat Alabama? No. I think they only, too many, oh. they, only, they only beat Clemson by five, and we we lost that year to Clemson. I mean, I know the transit property doesn't work, but like who 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 are safeties in 2015? The other part about 15 is Kavari? two games to win a title too. Safety. Oh, safety. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Send them. Send them. Max Kyle. Red, Max Redfield. Yeah. Send them. Kyle. Send them. Send them. The, send them. Kyle and Alohi Gilman. They were on the same team once, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you could, uh, well, you needed defensive linemen too by the end of the 2015 season, right? So you, Whoa, uh, you got a Kyle point there. Kyle and Fosky. Okay, yeah, that's a good combo, Kyle and Fosky. Yeah, that. The but I mean, you still got to win was... two games. Like, I think, I think. Yeah, but propping up five is is an easier ask because then you only need Wait, to win. Are we allowed to throw a coordinator in there? Can I can I get a free coordinator too? No. He said players. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. 15 you I mean, also straddled. I still got I still I mean, which, a order. Which two players which two players would have given I mean we count 93 on this podcast and on this website. True. But which two players can we send? I mean is it like Kurt Heinish and my and an MTA? <laughs> To Notre Dame in '93. No, honestly, '93. <laughs> you send like you just need a redo. <laughs> no, no disrespect to to Stewie McDougs, but um, you send a quarterback to '93. Uh, like if you put if you put like oh I don't know. Don't we just need Pete Bursich replaced for dropping? No, the- here's what you do. You oh man, put Jimmy Clausen, <laughs> Jimmy Clausen, and Golden Tate on the 2000, uh, 1993. Notre Dame football team, and you have a national title. That that combo would have been revolutionary. That <laughs> Can year. you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, do you think maybe Jerome Bettis could have? Uh, I mean, I know they were stacked at running back, but maybe just become untouchable. Like your offense is just too powerful. Their offense wasn't the problem. They're no, the offense I mean, was, they just. But if they, I just, if they just, it was just they were out shooting everyone, right? Like because yeah. they don't. In a shootout with Boston College, which it was, but I mean, who what we have back there? Tom Carter, Jeff Burr. I'm thinking of our secondary. Tom Carter, Jeff Burris, Covington back there Covington, too. John yeah, Covington. Covington. Yep. Um, Bobby Taylor. Bobby Taylor. God damn, they were fucking loaded. Wasn't how the, did they give up those Lohe points? Gilman, wasn't Lohe, Who's the, who would you say in the last ten years has been the most prolific uh, uh, kick blocker? That's that's what I want to send in the ninety. Gerard, oh, Gerard Somebody, Jones. Gerard Jones. Put Gerard Jones on ninety. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what? I'd like to see that. That might be. I <laughs> might do. Although Lou Holtz would have not liked Gerard Jones's work ethic. Although maybe maybe he could have gotten through Gerard Jones. So. Hmm. I, I feel I feel that's that that's a transfer to Florida State situation. <laughs> I mean, is it a heresy to say we uh, replaced Kevin McDougal? Uh, for for Josh's heart, what if what if they put um, the offense? The offense was not the problem. I, I keep focusing on the offense, but the offense. Was what the if you yeah, no. put uh, Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson on the 0-9 team? Oh uh, wow! Oh Jesus! 
When you still have a problem with defense on the you, on the O nine team. Yeah, but they still they, they were fine. Clawson I mean, wouldn't Clawson would not have gotten turf toe early yeah, in the year because he I wouldn't have taken the I shot. I get it, but they but they still needed defensive lost way more than Tate for CA. Yeah, yeah, they but needed, that's a he would have been untouchable back there. Yeah, you know what you do? You take you take Jalen Smith and put him on the '93 team. Actually, if you were to put Jalen Smith on the 2005 team, he could have negated Vince Young. And true, just spy him. I yeah. just don't think so. I love Jalen Smith. Oh fuck! But I just I just don't think so. USC did not. I mean, that was a close game. That wasn't like Texas blew USC out. Yeah, Vince Young had to carry that whole team. And if you have, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Like Justin Tuck negates all that. Justin Tuck would have been the best player on that field. Period. Well, who's your second guy then? Because you get two from a team. Mike, so you got to take Goolsby? somebody else from 04. Mike Goolsby. He's a, he's a, he's a PT peer. D, 2005 Notre Dame football team gave up 600 yards of offense to Ohio State. What makes you think they're going to contain Texas? Well, Justin Tuck didn't play on the 2005 Notre Dame team. No. Okay. That's, that's the point. Did they give up 600 yards to USC? No, they did not. But they still lost. In Vietnam-style grass. <laughs> so, yeah, the punchy sticks at the 25. We're, we're never going to be able to... the Lendo White ball on it. I mean, I think there's just... I think there's a lot of options there. I think two players makes this a lot more interesting than one player, because I don't think... I think only... If you made it just one player... There is an argument to be made for Tuck in 05. And there's also an argument to be made. And they, may, they, are, they may not be great arguments. For that. I mean, you can make an argument for Kaiser in 17. I think if that you just really got to consider. Just but one if you, player, if but you're two, given, two players if you're given is interesting. If you're given any player, why are you sticking with Kaiser? I understand he was on the team the previous year, but. Yeah, I wouldn't stick with Kaiser. Don't you want Quinn? Don't. Yeah, no, don't you want I, I'd rather have Clawson. No, okay. no Clawson, Clawson and Tate on seventeen. Yeah, Clawson, okay. yeah, like, yeah. You can take the combo. I just, and I keep saying Kaiser because it's, it's what we, it's what right. we said for you. Like God, if, I get, I get you, I get, I get it. That, that's why. Just uh, like have honestly, love. if you, if you took um, Clawson and uh, Tate and put them on the two thousand eighteen team, <laughs> two thousand nineteen team, two thousand twenty team. Last year's team, if you put that duo where Notre Dame had sort of an issue with um, just being explosive, being explosive in the passing in game, the passing and you game. put yeah. th- those two guys in there and there, there was a, you know, concerns about wide receivers and quarterbacks getting the ball downfield. Those two guys take care of that. And like, I don't know. The only part, hard part is, is then you got to win two games. Which is why I lean more towards, uh, you know, pre 2014 to try and put together a natty because you know Alabama is rolling out. The Alabama existing in the sphere makes everything more difficult. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, because Nick Saban just didn't like quit. 
Wait, can we take two planes? He didn't say, oh, no, we invented a time machine. We need to quit. Can, can we, uh, can, can we uh, take two players from Alabama and put them on another name? Because <laughs> now, now I'm feeling pretty good. Now we're cooking with gas. Um, all right. So our second question, we will, we'll, we could do another whole podcast, which we will we'll put that on the next. One. That's interesting. Uh, so moving on here uh, from our from our boy at Gone in, in twenty fifty nine, Oscar. Uh, I could go for a single taco late night snack or like one third of a burrito, then chuck the rest? Question mark. I don't know. Oh, I didn't really read that before I read it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's responding to your. Um, I think yeah, he's responding yeah, well, to your team burrito. First of all, America has spoken. The burrito is the winner. That's all I needed to say. It is. It is the choice of America. It is a. It is the perfect delivery system for food. Perfect in every way. Clean, efficient. Multiple, multiple uses. You can have a peanut butter and jelly burrito. You can't have a peanut butter and jelly taco. That's just messy. You so, sure could. Anyways. I mean, yeah, you could try. It's messy. I think the thing about the taco, though, is it's supposed to have fewer ingredients and be simpler. And to highlight maybe two or three ingredients while the burrito is just like... But, but it, the burrito everything. doesn't have to have 20 things in it. It doesn't have to. That's my point. You can make a burrito any any way you want, just like a taco any way you want. I understand the arguments for a taco. People are like, oh, you could do this, this, and this. Yeah, you could do the same fucking thing with a burrito. You're just rolling that bitch up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I also think the, like, the vehicle – Would the you rather smoke a bowl or smoke a joint? Well, the, well, I mean, there again lies in the vehicle upon <laughs> which you were – transporting the fillings into your gob. I happen to like the corn, like a soft corn tortilla freshly made or even from a package and then just uh, cook it up on the burner or on the grill. I like that better than a flour tortilla. Not to say the burrito isn't bad, but I, I just, there's something about that corn tortilla. I like. No, I, I don't think you can get that's big corn. That's an argument I can understand. Like the crunch. Yeah. I like, I like the crunch a lot. Well, not like even the, the crunch. crunch. Yeah. Because the yeah. ones that I have are yeah they're they're soft or they're like lightly uh, they're like grilled or charred. It's not like the fried uh, corn tortilla. It's the um, you know the ones you would get at a, a uh, establishment that is known for uh, tacos. Normally you double them up too, which does take yeah, away mean, from can, the, the health factor. But we can have the taco burrito. And we probably will talk about this till the end of time. I'll be 93 podcasting for my death. Well, I'm not going to live to 93, but especially <laughs> eating burritos. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about this for a long time. It, it, is the, it is the question of our lifetime, taco versus burrito. So, uh, Next one up here from Andrew Callen uh, at, at Callen1. Uh, tired, super chats, wired, indulgences. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to listen you'd have to read the tweet i had uh anyways yeah let listeners indulge uh the subway domer all the way to ft what could go wrong during this period of conference reformation what's ft 
full term? Financial Times. Full time status with a box? Pay me, bitches. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> either way, either way, yeah, we are wired. Fungible tokens. We, Fungible. We, these prayers Fungible and petitions. Tokens. Oh, good. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, here's here's one that that uh, that we got a few hours ago that was kind of set me off. Because this guy's absolutely wrong. Before I read this, was to let you know this guy's fucking opinion is terrible. At, at Irish Danny seven seven seven, can we please once and for all agree on what green should be worn in Irish wear green versus Cal? And why did everyone decide it, decide it was these? The new helmet gold and those dark green jerseys with gold numbers. It's hard to beat. This is just one man's opinion, but it should be everyone's. No, it should be fucking no one's. And he has a picture of the uh, the Army game in 06 uh, jerseys. No. No. Those don't pop. Those don't sing. Just saying. I think the problem is, is that when it comes to uh, the green jerseys, like a lot of it has to do with like nostalgia and where your memories are. And a lot of people have fond memories of the Bush Bush game. Um, Which is stupid because it was a loss. Stop fetishizing it. Was, it. It, it was stupid because it's a loss. And when people think of the 07 jerseys, um, what was your favorite point Notre Dame scored football. in that game? <laughs> what was your favorite point Notre Dame scored in that game? Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's it looks good. The 77 season. Um, and then, you know, like the, the Gator Bowl jersey, I, I, I think that one's pretty sharp. But once again, um, loss. Um, <laughs> the, the Dillingham Greens also looked very good. Boston College 02, uh, loss. Yeah, th- I did like those a lot. Loss. Jude, let me, a- let me ask you. What do you think the odds are that Notre Dame rolls out a different green jersey than what they've been using. Cause there, there is a standard green Jersey. Notre Dame has been using yeah. um, with, you know, the green and the blue. What do you think the odds are that Notre Dame has a, you know, it doesn't have to be anything like out of this ordinary. And I doesn't even have to be the, the, the 77 throwback that we love so much, but what do you think the odds are that they do something different? Like specifically, like maybe they don't have blue numbers. Yeah, I, I could see, I could see small changes, but I, I can't see them. Uh, a, a move from a the the bright green that they've been relying on to the to an olive or a forest green. I just I don't I don't no. I don't think that's going to happen. So what I think is going to happen, and I fucking hope to God I'm right, is it's it's not going to be the the 77 throwback, but I think they will make the numbers match the pants instead of the blue, which we're in the. Uh, era Parsigi in uh, Pantone level of pants, which is tradition, not hooker gold. Uh, I think they'll they'll match that up. So that's going to have a little bit of a look to it, but different, right? That's like all you're doing is that that's the numbers you're sewing on. The same, it's the <laughs> I don't, same, I don't same think green, the same green. It, that makes too much sense, and it's not it's not <laughs> cheap it's not cheap enough, right? I think they're just gonna because they already have they have the jerseys, and then they sew on the numbers because then they have the numbers to like fit whatever the the players are. So they have a stockpile of the numbers, they have a stockpile of the plain jerseys, 
they're probably just going to use the away numbers then if they want to do it that way, right? They don't have existing green or they don't have existing uh, old gold numbers out there. They would have to. You know what? No, listen. This this is a this is not a Brian Kelly team. They are they are outfitting Marcus Freeman right now with some of the most beautiful gear they've ever made that somehow isn't available to us. I think Under Armour is going to have to double is going to double down on their Notre Dame thing because that's kind of what they're going to have to do as a business plan. I think they do exactly what I fucking say. I think the numbers are going to match the pants. The pants are going to be the same as the uniform isn't going to change this year, but the green Jersey game, that green Jersey is going to have the, uh, the numbers that match the pants and it's going to look fucking amazing. And, and 50% of the people out there are going to hate them. And I don't care. I, I hope you hate yourself to a, a mild stroke, not anything serious, just a mild one. Hate away. Because the pants colors is fantastic. It's tradition. The pants color is fantastic, and I love it. And I hope they'll change it, and I have a feeling that they might. Because Marcus Freeman's tradition, Marcus Freeman's tradition of Notre Dame does not include old gold. It includes Lou Holtz, hooker pants. And I just have a sneaking suspicion, uh, the more I've thought about it, that Marcus Freeman might take a hard left and lean into that that hooker gold at some point. The the only oh. thing I'm interested in is whether or not this was already in the works before Brian Kelly left and, and and Marcus Freeman just has to own this, whether he wants it or not. I would I would love to know that because is this change coming is this push for wearing green on on the Irish Wear Green day something that was foisted upon Marcus Freeman or something he said, you know what, as my first order of business, I wonder why the hell we don't wear green on Irish work green nights. Well, we well, know almost for a fact that Brian Kelly hated green jerseys that he thought they should always wear blue, right? That's something that we know. I mean, it just feels like it because they fucking Isn't how many the times do they have green outs with no green jerseys. Because I think it was, the lead was the senior day as an excuse to wear to wear green jerseys one year, and then the the. Uh, Oh, the Rockney things. The one you, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, Jude, but I think that Under Armour is already prepared. Like that, which is why I think my my thought process on this is sound. Not to not to like keep talking myself up, but I think I'm I think I'm smart about this. The green the green jersey that they've that they've been wearing throughout the last what five years or whatever it is, six years. It, it, that color, they, that that's in that's in the repertoire. Same with the, as with, with the blues and the whites. That green 18, is that, eighteen was the first eighteen was the first year they wore that. So they don't need right. any really special preparation time. Now we're just talking about sewing numbers onto jerseys, right? Yeah. So and that and and that doesn't need a whole lot of prep time. Like you have like this is the color of jersey. This is the normal color. Your alternate jersey color. You're going to have those. So now we're just talking about numbers. And I don't think you need as much prep time as you would like, like for like a shamrock series, for example, or even if like, or whatever extra under the lights thing that you're trying to do or whatever. Do you think that there then exists a world where under armor, like you said, um, has been trying to get Notre Dame to do fun things. And Brian Kelly has poo pooed them because I think it was before the 18 game 
right? Because it was Irish wear green, and then they didn't against Michigan. Yeah, it was against like, Michigan. Notre Dame, yeah. Notre Dame should wear blue uh, for their home games and white for their away, as I think paraphrasing the quote. Um, but do you think Under Armour has been trying to push Notre Dame to be more fun with their jerseys because they want to sell more product and broadcast it? I think that's, that's I mean, I, I think that's a, I think it's a reasonable take. Uh, they obviously the more inventory you have available makes you more valuable, right? Like, like you could, you could sell more, more Notre Dame gear to fans for every, like, just like they do with the Shamrock series, right? They, they create an entire collection around of apparel around that. So if you have a, a green jersey set, then you can sell sell that, and that looks that all kind of goes. And BK just wasn't wasn't having, didn't care, didn't wasn't having it. I mean, if you want a real shocker, go back and look at at the like 2010, 2011 seasons, and like what the coaches wore on the sidelines, and it's just it's so ugly. It is so bad. <laughs> it is so fucking awful. Um. It's just it, it, we are in a whole different era, and I mean, not I mean not to go OFD after dark, but Marcus Freeman is just—he's a sexier human being than Brian Kelly. They're gonna—he's he, gonna oh, look yeah. good out there. Uh, it just about whatever they they out they decide to outfit him in, uh, but they're gonna make sure that it's, it's really looking good. So, so yeah, he's they're they're ready to put to put that out there. I, the Marcus Freeman collection is a real thing. I, I still envision that being available to consumers soon enough. Under, Under Armour is a company that wants to make money. There's no way they don't know the reaction of Notre Dame fans to to that stuff. They're not just going to like just keep keep it in a, you know, they're not fucking Louis Vuitton like this is a special collection just for these four people. No, that's not that's not what they're in. that's not their business. Their business is sell shit. So, so yeah, BK just wasn't any fun, man. Uh, let's get to another another one here. Uh, shit, this one's hard. God damn it! How long is this podcast going to be? Uh, <laughs> from M M P R K Y. Compare each of Notre Dame's rivals, Big R and slash or Little R, however many you want. To one movie villains, two songs, three frozen pizza, and theorize how each of you guys would fare in a one-on-one combat with each of said rivals head coaches. Jesus, no weapons. Oh wow, that, there's a lot to take in there. That's a podcast in itself, too. Jesus, these are great questions. Ah, uh, movie villain. Pat Narduzzi, little R. Because I consider Pittsburgh a little R. Because there's, it, in my yeah. pantheon, in my pantheon, they're a little R. Um, because he's like he's the he's the he's the dick, right? Like he's the, he's the nerd dick that no one likes and ends up like doing something terrible because he knows nobody likes him. So who, which, uh, which, which, which little big villain is he? Oh man. 
he's okay. He's the kid nope. from The Incredibles, right? No, 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 no. He is. Um, oh, syndrome. He's Kirk Douglas in in. Um, uh, what the fuck is that movie called? I don't know. Where are you going with uh, this? From Anything of the Stone. <laughs> no, that's Michael Douglas. No. No, that's Kirk oh, Douglas. There you go. Right? Romancing the Stone yeah, is Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Oh, my, no. He's, he's Michael Douglas in... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Jesus uh, Christ. Wall Street? Fall, fall, uh, falling Down or Break... Falling Down. Oh, my God. Yeah, Falling Down. Yeah, falling yes. Down. yes. That is Pat Narduzzi. He just wants that's things giving to him too much credit. He, wants, he just wants things to be the way he wants them. It should yeah, just be true. Does want... Yeah. Fuck your golf course. Yeah, Patner Doozy is that. That's giving him too much. Like, he definitely does want things, but it's giving him too much credit. He is, he is far more Weasley of an individual um, than that. If, if, if you're going to give Pat Narduzzi like a Weasley movie villain role, uh, ugh. Um, yeah, but he's also like a, he's a temper time he's a temper time bomb. I think that's I think that's perfect. What do you guys got? Woman in the professional. Uh, for Jude, you got well, one. So you're, think- you're the television and film major. I know. I'm struggling to think of something here. I mean, I got one. I got one for Lincoln Riley. I I was hoping his name would get brought up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my one for Lincoln Riley is uh, he's Kylo Ren, where he's like he's a wannabe villain, where like he's not a Darth Vader, but he wants to be a Darth Vader. He's kind of like a weaselly little whiny bitch, and he can't let go of things. Right, just like Lincoln Riley can't let go of his Oklahoma Air Force One shoes. And the other thing about Lincoln Riley is in Kylo Ren too, is that there's it's like you're hyped to think that he's like tough, and at no point ever was he tough. Like in the first movie, uh, The Force Awakens, um, he gets his ass beat by somebody who'd never used the force before in her life until like 15 minutes prior. And then they they get in a lightsaber fight outside of the woods and she kicks his ass. It's like, I thought you were supposed to be a badass, and this noob just comes and like rocks your world. Like, yeah. Luke got his hand cut off and was fell down a a pit and like Darth was going easy on him. And, and he had training beforehand. He still had training. He had, yeah, he, he had like a couple of weeks of training with Yoda. And she didn't have any training. And she just like whomped on him and beat his ass. I mean, it just he didn't have any defense. He was all offense, which is uh, it's very Lincoln Riley. Well, maybe she was the prophecy after all. Yeah, and maybe we'll see that happen with um, Marcus Freeman, who uh, also didn't have a ton of head coach training. Uh, just coming in raw. And getting beat. 
<laughs> right off the bat. Well, she did right off the bat too, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Jude, are you still stumped? I yeah. I just my mind is a, a soup. I guess All today. Right. What about songs? I was thinking of like. I don't know. I was trying to think of something for Harbaugh. You know. Like, is there a song about hmm. uh, whiny bitch? <laughs> I mean, date Over, sublime, overrated. date rape. <laughs> oh yikes! Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was accosted by a RJ May. I was thinking maybe for a song. Um, so, what's the the most annoying song that just won't go away? That fucking oh. Kate Bush song. L- Lamb Chop. No, the Kate Bush song. <laughs> Running Up That from Hill? Yes. From, from yes. Stranger Things? Yes, it needs to die. Well, uh, I was thinking Terrible. maybe something that's had more staying power, though. Of, like, no, 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 the no, Kate no. Bush well, that's, song that's staying power. Food. Fuck, she, she made it no. like 34 years ago. And now yeah, like, yeah. it's every other, every other video on TikTok. Wait, is that goddamn song? Like, it was a where hipster song. Where are you go? Where are you going with this? Because Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chops, the song that doesn't end, is literally the worst. Just was on song. my friend. Some people started singing and not knowing what it was. No, I was thinking yeah. more along the lines of like YMCA, where it's a song that's like it does the same shit over and over again. Like the, it only it's a one trick pony. You just go, it's fun to sing the YMCA, right? And it's it's there. Well, how about forever. the fact Get that no one plays the it's like electric slide? slide? Yeah, nobody plays the a cha-cha ten... slide outside of a wedding reception. Like, nobody would ever put that fucking song on because it's a terrible song. All of those songs are Ken Niamatololo. What about Mambo number five? No, that's, that's a banger, man. What are you talking about? That's a banger. Uh, no, but I'm saying Ken Niamatololo because he, he rolls out with the option offense. It's a one-trick pony, right? <laughs> and it's obnoxious, and you know it's going to happen. So minute, you, when wait, you get a wedding wait, invitation, wait, 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 you're going to hear the song. Just like the you're, season starts, you're throwing you know. Navy in as a little R. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I don't even. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> just to just to more more just to get in a slight at uh, Ken Yamatololo sucking ass like. Uh... I, the the betrayal on this podcast tonight is is fucking real. Now here's what I got to tell you about. All right, so for Army. Now let me tell you about this little art. No. Yeah, Army is our little art, not Navy. <laughs> but as far as like Harbaugh goes, I mean, there's too many angles you could go for for Harbaugh, both villain and song. Just like it's almost paralysis by analysis when you look at somebody like him because um, he's a low hanging fruit and easy to dunk on. Um, but if you're picking a villain, uh, from a movie for Jim Harbaugh, um, seven, I don't know, seven. Well, that's, that would be giving him too much credit. Way too much. It makes him a smart man. That makes him a very smart man because I mean, Spacey in that movie, he won, he won in the end, right? Did not lose. Yeah. So you got to pick a villain that's just like a bumbling buffoon. So maybe the bad guys from, uh, I mean, he could be, I mean, we used it once for sticky bandits. 
I mean, he, he's it's very sticky bandits. It's very Joe Pesci. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the bumbling buffoon. Maybe maybe Jim Harbaugh is fucking Kaiser Soze. We don't even know it. Well, this is this is the longest con then ever. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> he would have been Kaiser Soze if he would have gotten the uh, Minnesota Vikings job. No, but if, now it'd be no, like if Kaiser. No, no, no. Soze, if he would if he would have won the national championship last year, they got the playoffs. If he won the title last year, then he was Kaiser Soze. And that's scary. Well, no, I like think the, the, the Kaiser Soze angle was uh, he just slummed it in Michigan so he could get another NFL job to get out of the, the 49ers. Okay. Game. Okay. That was his long con. Okay. okay. But he didn't, and now he's not recruiting, and he's just sleeping in airports. And I mean – Mel Tucker is kind of like Clubber Lane. Every picture oh. that Mel Tucker's taken, he looks angry. Like Mel Tucker looks pissed in every picture that they that they took out there. I, you know what? I like, like Mel just, Tucker. I do too. I do too. I, I'm I not like, hate I Mel Tucker. Michigan, like, here's the thing about Michigan State too, is like, look at their recruiting. Um, Michigan State and Louisville are two teams this year that have just been like sneakily have been recruiting kind of like low key lights out for their station in life. And I don't know, Michigan state and Mel Tucker, they paid him a lot of money for one good season for a coach. There's no reason Michigan state can't be the best school in Michigan. There's no reason. There's no reason they can't be the second best team in the pre reconstituted big 10 too, at least till 24. Cause I mean, USC, Obviously, he'll come in and has the potential to be, you know, the second best team in the conference. But there's right. no reason for right now Michigan State can't be the. I mean, they were for a decade the second best team, and there were years yeah. they were the best team. They were the only ones that consistently, not consistently, but they hey, beat Ohio State. Well, I mean, it, and they have legit history too. I mean, go just you know you don't have to go back that far in time. Back Duffy when, Doherty, you just got to go to Duffy Doherty, Doherty and, and yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, from Perlis, they yeah. had, uh, so there's no reason they can't they can't be what they want to be. Like the, this, this is what drives uh, what's his face fucking nuts. Um, our our boy on the radio. App- oh Apple yeah, Mike Valenti. Valenti, what Valenti is? There's no reason Michigan State can't be what they want to be. They just keep fucking it up. But they yeah, have the potential to be everything they want to be. They have to understand what they want to be too. Like they won't be a Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, or even potentially a Notre Dame. But what they can be is no, they, can they can be. be a, they can beat Ohio State every four years. They can be a better version of like a Wisconsin or an Iowa. Right. That's the, where I guess they could be a much better Wisconsin. Because they can recruit, every, they can recruit better Wisconsin. Yeah. Every three or four years, they'll be able to sort of put together a team that could make some noise. They can't can't do it consistently, but like every three no, or four years, that is, that's not that's not to say in those in those years in between though that they still aren't very good. Like nine, ten win team, right? And that's a nine, ten win in the East too, not a nine, ten win like Wisconsin in the West, where it's like right, right. Well, what whatever it's going to be, I yeah, I I like so, Mel Tucker. But if I'm going to book a villain, I'm going to pick Clubber Lane. And I'm gonna, and Michigan State's – I mean, they're a big R for me, but they still have to be in the little R category right now because of our lack of scheduling. 
but Mel Tucker Club Relay works for me. So uh, this is a cheat because um, Iowa State is not a rival of ours, but um, <laughs> Matt Campbell to me is the James Blunt song, You're Beautiful, which is that <laughs> everyone thinks it's this uh, amazing romantic song that they should play as their wedding dance. And it's actually about a guy who's high as a kite on drugs in the subway stalking someone. And that's how I feel about Mac, Matt Campbell, which is everyone thinks he's uh, this most amazing coach. And he's actually just he, he that's actually a, a, a facade. And if you actually if you actually pay attention, real ones like the ones on this podcast know real ones. That, he, that he is actually just as pathetic as a guy stalking someone else's girlfriend on the subway. Did you see my tweet tonight? I did see your tweet. No. So so there's a tweet. I I don't know who this is. Uh, Her her at beef at B64 lucky. She said, said, said on ESPNU media day broadcast, quote, shame on you. If you don't believe in Matt Campbell, or maybe she was just saying they were saying that on ESPN, but not her on ESPN. Either way, she said, shame on you. If you don't believe in Matt Campbell. And I quote tweeted it and said, we have no shame in our game. Uh, collectively, the OFD podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in Matt Campbell. The uh, seminal lyric of the song, Jude, by the way, is not you're beautiful. It's you are beautiful to me. And I believe it is Matt Fortuna stalking uh, Matt Campbell. <laughs> or, or is it about PJ Fleck? Or is it about Bob Diaco asking about um, media members, pregnant wives, and their breastfeeding tendencies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Look it up, kids. That's a callback. Look it up. There was uttered in an elevator. The things, things were said about things. Is it about our beloved coach, Jerry Faust, uh, stalking uh, – Stocking uh, Joshua's uh, potty seat. Oh, in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Not even with with two open stalls next to us. Did, did we miss any? Open stalls. Did we miss any ours, by the way? I mean, Stanford, I mean, Clemson right now. Do we I have mean, one for David Shaw? You're so we mean. have one for Sweeney? Carly Simon. Dabo Sweeney? <laughs> Dabo Sweeney. You know what? Dabo Sweeney is absolutely fucking tombstone fucking pizza. He is he is the epitome of divorced dad weekend. Because he's he's always trying to be like he's trying to act fucking cooler than what he actually is. All this nonsense bullshit, and then he says something like completely insane, like a conspiracy theorist type shit. He's yeah, he's fucking tombstone pizza for sure. Yeah, we got those two rings. I got mine. Yeah, that's like Pat's because Blue Ribbon, having won a Blue people, Ribbon. People love right? Tombstone. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Then nobody loves No, 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 no. No one loves Tombstone pizzas. Come on. There, there's people who tolerate them and go, you know what? Tombstone is adequate enough for its price point to be okay. When we talk about frozen pizza, people, yeah. for, uh, first, people will bring up Tombstone like yeah, because more than anything all, else, that's all as their favorite, their go-to, their go-to. That, but it's it's cheap, and it, they the, the they, haven't, they haven't shopped. But fucking frozen it. pizza is not frozen pizza is not like fine dining. It doesn't matter if it's cheap. Like your what's your go-to? Like are you gonna pick a pizza? Like one six dollars, 
and the other one's ten dollars. Who gives a fuck? It's only four bucks. And this is the one that's ten. If you like the, if you like the one that's ten bucks, get the one that's ten bucks. But do you like the one that you get for six bucks? Because it reminds you of your weekends with your dad in his apartment, uh, where he left you alone <laughs> to play tennis. And the tennis is an air quotes, and tennis was the code name for yeah. uh, massive air quotes code. over here with tennis. Tennis is uh, another is another name for Tammy. And so moving on, <laughs> moving on real quick. In one-on-one combat, no weapons. First of all, I would not fight Jim Harbaugh because I think he is a sneaky fuck. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. He one, is. I don't believe for he one is, second um, he would not oh, have a weapon on him. The, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix version in Gladiator, right, where he he literally stabs you running underneath the breastplate. Yeah, That's, you will. You, you go. Go ahead and fight Harbaugh. You will die because he's sneaky. Commodus, as fuck. right? Commodus. Oh, no. yeah. Commodus. Here's the thing. I would put. I would fight Jim Harbaugh because he's an old man. Well, for glory, for glory. No, no, he's a, he's he's almost sixty years old. I would fight Jim Harbaugh, and the fight would last about fifteen seconds because I just just means, he, just means he's craftier. He's just craft. I would I would just kick him in the kneecap, and his old man knee would explode into a thousand shards, and he'd collapse to the ground, and it'd be over. I mean, when when you fight old I'm people, not, you just kick him in the knee. I'm not sure how this fight would go because he's kind of lanky. He's, he, he's got a little bit of reach on me, Uh-oh. but when is the last time someone absolutely smacked the living fuck out of Lincoln Riley? Cause I think he needs it. And I would like to do uh, that. All throughout. I think that's, a, that's a hard, he's got some reach. He's got a how good tall reach. Is Lincoln Riley? I, get, I was looking, I got to get in there on the body. I got to get in there on the body. I got a Tyson in him, but I could, I, I, I would love to have that opportunity. How tall is Lincoln Riley? Because I see him around players and he looks like, is he that tall? Oh, then it's game over. I can't beat Lincoln Riley in a fight. He puts the shit body him. Just, yeah. I don't Look know. all the guys that Tyson five fought. Five seven. That doesn't seem right. He, if he's 5'7", he really? I would dominate him. I would kill him. He can't be 6'5". Because he, he then he's just a small guy. Yeah, if he's a, if he's a small guy, I think I could... I think I could take him. I mean, we're about the same age, me and Lincoln. Um, so going for the going for the the knees wouldn't be a thing for him. He's third, he's a year older right. than me. You got to get him so in a group what? shot with someone. So I got one here of him at a wedding. Let's see <laughs> if there's a. Don't uh, don't get him. Well, well, I mean, I mean, he was a quarterback. We should be able to look this up, right? He is not that tall. Oklahoma Why does he look so lanky? Because Oklahoma recruits tiny players. All of their linebackers are short. All of the quarterbacks are short. So he looks tall in comparison because you're like, oh, he's a major college football coach and he's as tall as his players. But like Oklahoma just has a tiny roster of non, you know, excluding their uh, offensive linemen. Everybody else on their roster is short. There's, so, but there's still no way he's only 5'7". Um. They made John Rhys Davies look like a dwarf in the hit movie The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, I, just, I think it's impossible that we don't know the height of a football player who played in 2002. That would that seems crazy, right? He. Let's see if I can drop this into the chat. Seven, does he have a 24/7 recruiting profile? Yeah, that's, that's no. what I'm saying. Doesn't, doesn't he have a no, he doesn't. Profile? Marcus no? Freeman is the only one that has one. 
Oh. Man, I would be too old for a recruiting profile. Oh, man. Oh, man. This, well, this picture I'm looking at here with Jesse Jackson, he's, he's pretty tall on this one. <laughs> How tall is Jesse Jackson? <laughs> the Reverend yeah, I, Jesse Jackson? I, 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 so he's, he's probably not, he's not 6'5". But he's probably at least I I bet six two maybe so oh. that that's a big difference because I'm six here's one. A, here's a tweet that says, "Hey Lincoln Riley, big de- debate on this week's unofficial forty. How tall are you?" And somebody wrote back six one, but his rival's profile says six five. I destroy him. I would a bunch destroy of people him. wrote six one and no. a half. I just, yeah, I destroy him. He doesn't have that great of calves. He does not have that great of calves. Um. He's got he's got a skinny neck. He's got a real skinny neck. Yep. Okay. Plus he's been yeah, I, thought out I, I, I thought I was gonna have problems with reach. So here's what I think. I would invite <laughs> I would invite David Shaw over. I would cook him a seven course meal. No, I wouldn't cook him. I would I would cater a seven course meal and the seven course would be poison. <laughs> hey, yeah. would you would you sit at the table and just with your hands kind of like your fingers together and just look at him as he wilts like, away from I the mean, cantarella do you know that do you know you that, got that Akari of, hand? do you know that yeah. meme the meme of uh leonardo dicaprio from Django unchained that's just that's me laughing at, at <laughs> david shaw as he's slowly dying so is your sipping <laughs> your non-poisoned, uh, non-poisoned sherbet or whatever you served that yeah, was full exactly. of poison? Man, this podcast got dark as fuck. <laughs> I like we, how you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought just talking talking shit about beating the shit out of Lincoln Riley was a little little bit over the top. Jude's like got a plan <laughs> for David Shaw. Premeditated murder. <laughs> All right, we gotta finish these out. Uh, Doug, our boy Doug, Dougie said uh, those green jerseys would be dope. Bring back Clashmore, Mike. Also the Freeman collection. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, our boy uh, Chino, uh, D underscore Radio guy. Can we get a prayer for all for all those who sold their soul for the Almighty Click while predicting season records, only to have those words no doubt saved by Jude. And to later be shamed for such blasphemous speak. Also grant forgiveness to those who lost their minds reading said clickbait, for they know not what they do. God bless. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a, I had a good bit going with what, who was it? Who re, was it? Stu that asked that said nerding was going to get seven wins one year when they got like ten in the regular season. No, Stu Stu had like nine wins, but he picked Notre Dame to lose like in every game. Yeah, like he had a high he had a high season total, but he picked him to well, lose in every game. The 2018 season, he fit, I think it was the one where he was seven, and then it was the the 20 uh, the 2020 season 2020? was the one yeah. where he he picked him to lose every game, but fin- and finished like third in the ACC because it would be two storybook to to go to the title game, and he had Pitt finishing uh, second, I think. <laughs> What's your favorite pit touchdown? What was, the, what, was the, what was the score of that pit game in 2020? Yeah. Destruction. <laughs> and we went into the ACC championship game as the top seed. Yeah. Uh, end that way, but uh, 
Yeah. Oh, shit. <clears throat> that was a lot of stuff we just went through. It was fun. We didn't, we didn't get we didn't get to Ohio State. We didn't even talk about Notre Dame's uh, recruiting weekend. Uh, from, we, didn't, from we, didn't, we didn't even talk about Steve Stifler taking over the baseball team. No, Stifler memes are going to be in full force. Hey, he is he is that much closer to Grand Haven. You know what I mean? Late, yeah, he is. Late time, buddy. I wonder, uh, well, you better uh, keep his mom, uh, mom away from uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, all lesbians should uh, should really keep their windows locked. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the I saw the reference to Zach Wilson the other day, but I didn't. I, I actually don't. I didn't know the story. I saw. I saw so, the something about BYU having the only Cougars. So real Zach quick. So the real quick story on Zach Wilson is his best friend from BYU is now dating his ex-girlfriend, Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend. They're together. And according in a Instagram post that she had on, well, on Instagram in the comments, they talked about Zach Wilson banging his best friend's mom. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And then they're trying to figure out who she was based off of this picture of Zach Wilson's mom's friends. Uh, I saw the picture. Party. Good for him. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's living that, uh, living that cooler I mean, life. If, if, if it wasn't BYU, the entire fandom of the of of his college that he went to would be fully behind him, but they are uh, probably like running and hiding uh, from this scandalous speak. But I mean, it's pretty classic. I mean, think about the pictures from high school when he like what took two or three girls to prom and had you know had the had the kisses on the cheeks. Uh, I mean, th- this guy is pretty memeable. I mean, just think of the draft. Think of him standing up there with all the other top guys. He, he, I mean, he looked like the Mormon kid from Salt Lake City walked into uh, Southside Chicago. It just it did not it did not fit, and he looked uncomfortable up there. Uh, that you know that's pretty memeable. This mom situation, pretty memeable. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, I kind of like him now. <laughs> I, uh, I thought I thought that his uh, New York Jets career was going to be the biggest bust that he ever had, but it turns out his friend's mom was it. Yo, <laughs> zing, zing. Yeah, I really thought uh, this podcast was going to be the one where we turned the corner from everything and started like hammering out. Uh. Well, towards the thought, season, but you, we don't. You thought wrong, sir. Yeah, it. I mean, it's not even. It's out, not even the middle of July. You threw it out to the people, and we had to. Uh, we had to. We had to respond abide. to our to our to our peeps. Well, you know, I thought about this the other day. I, it, listen, if you haven't been listening to the episodes that that Philip has been doing with the, with the rest of the Notre Dame beat, um, okay. I'll be on there here soon. Uh, Tom Loy is going to be another guy that uh, that we're getting. Uh, I'm not, not sure how many others he's got outside of that. But anyways, 
And I started thinking about, you know, what everybody on the beat brings to the table. And it's actually quite something like it, it, it is a pretty fantastic mix all the way around. And even, even people that I have absolutely no time for still provide a, a space for the other fans that I would have no time for. So that's good. Um, but this podcast, like what's, what is it like Priester and Samson are going to sit here and talk for an hour and a half about which shade of green is right. Who's going to fight Lincoln Riley. I mean, no, but that's not what's expected of them. I'm just, I'm glad, I'm glad we're here for you for that. Yeah. We fill in the, we fill in the gap. You can get if you want Priester and Samson type stuff. There's plenty of people that are doing that, and they're doing it well. We're, we're not trying to be in that space. No, we're, no, that's a, yeah, we 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 exist for. You want this, like even if you don't think you want this, if you're only listening to those types of podcasts, like just the newsy podcasts. Trust me, you want this. You need this. You want it, baby. You need. You need you need you need to you go. Want. You need to go find any phone you can and download this fucking podcast. <laughs> you need to you need to get the the sound bites of Jude eating chips and and toys speaking to us uh, from beyond. And R.I.P. My cat who used to be purring in in every podcast. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Missy Blackjack. Oh, Anyways. Yeah, so all right. So I think we we did the thing. So uh Jude, what do you got left in the tank? All right, a little late on this, but um congratulations to Nick Wisher. Got married. So Yeah. That was it seemed like a really cool looked like a hell of a party. Yeah, it looked like a hell of a party. That's what I was gonna say. It looked like a hell of a party. So congrats to Nick. Kurt Heinz was there, so you know it was fucking hopping. <laughs> you know it was uh, fucking hopping. Heinz was there. That's uh, that's what I got. Okay. Brendan, what do you got left? I got nothing left other than um, whoever in my neighborhood has uh, the Japanese maple that introduced the uh, – do you guys see it? Japanese beetles? Uh, Where you live, Josh? Uh, when I still had a pool before it exploded, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the skimmer would be full of them uh, every – I mean, we had the bags and everything. Uh, hundreds of thousands of these fucking Japanese beetles just descended upon our. It was like, uh, it was like a plague. It was from, like the birds from the Old Testament. Japanese beetles. It's, it's Japanese is beetles, a, and they just—is this a Michigan thing right now? I don't know we, if it's a Michigan thing we, right now. Because I'm telling you, we just spent that week in Holland with the beetles out there. There was a fuck ton of them, and I, I guess I didn't pay much mind. I really didn't think about it. And there, you know, the pool at that house every day that skimmer was full of them. They were getting in the house because people were leaving fucking doors open. But there was there was a lot more. I it was noticeable how many more I, there were than I normally see. I filled four bags, and you set these bags out downwind from your trees. I filled four bags, and each bag probably accounts for like two to three hundred of these little fuckers. And they just they did a number on them. I I have gossamer thin leaves on my red maple out front, and they're just uh, and you see them on the trees, and they're just like 
they're fucking when they're on there. They're like riding each other as they're eating your trees and just eating them. Like, it's like that's multitasking, it's, it's, my friend. I mean, they're like eating your trees yeah, and they're fucking at the same time, and it's just it was it was the, you couldn't go out there without go outside without the bugs. It was it was horrific. So so whoever in my neighborhood had the 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 tree that brought this in. A pox on you and your household. <laughs> I've, I've got a seven-course meal for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a seven-course meal. Uh, I got it off of uh, a good friend of mine, Jude Seymour. Uh, he had, uh, recommended the dessert highly. Oh, man, screw them. Uh, yeah, I don't... Um, <clears throat> okay, I got my Steve Stiffer joke out. Uh yeah, I think I'm think I'm good uh, on everything else. So I don't have much. I've tried to sell the podcast a little bit, uh, but hey, uh, yes, I I got back from vacation, uh, and now we're, I'm ready to I'm ready to fucking go. I'm ready to start ramping up for the season. This podcast episode was supposed to be kind of in that in that general mode, but that's all right. We can we can wait another episode. Although we just did say we were gonna talk about something else that's probably going to take a shitload of time. But regardless, I'm ready for the season. I'm already starting to plot uh, um, my schedule around that. Um, uh, personally, uh, the websites, we're, we're ready to go. I'm, I'm ready for college football. I'm ready to get fucking past the nonsense that the national media keeps talking about. So I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see what happens. I'm ready for, I'm ready. I'm ready to get into it. So, we got plenty of lead up to that. We got a month and a half left. Let's uh, let's have a good time with it. Yeah. Right. Cool. It's great to be back. Yeah. We did always it. Love, always love being with you guys. It's, it's the best part of my my Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> when we do it on Wednesday nights. <laughs> 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 I I really wish we had I do you guys think that this podcast would be diminished if we had a regular schedule? Or do you think the guy you think the Gonzo lives up to the hype? I mean during the season we have a regular schedule, right? Yeah. Regular ish, yeah. I don't know. I, I kinda like I kinda like it. You never know. It's like a it's like a little treat when you wake up in the morning and it's there. Somebody on the uh, on the site today in the comment section of the my Ohio State article was just was like podcast 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 and I'm like hey we're recording tonight so like yeah I kind of like the Gonzo action of it a little bit anyways all right we're out of here uh, for Jude for Brennan for everybody at one foot down thanks for listening and as always go Irish.